1: which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. Ready to pop the
0: question?
1: To me, being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. This is a chance, of life. When you can understand the person, you can then work towards a common goal. We are
0: all on the same team. Know you're wrong you and do it to the best of your ability. Focus on the fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again.
2: Your defense has got to be better. We've
1: no doubt tonight.
2: Great moments are born from great opportunity.
1: My name is Paul Barnett, and you are listening to The Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high-performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us be better leaders. Our great coach on this episode is Andrea Anastasi. Andrea played volleyball for Italy 141 times and was part of the team that won the 1990 World Championship. He transitioned into coaching in 1994 and in 1999 led the Italian team to gold medals at two European Championships, the World League, as well as a bronze at the 2000 Olympics. In 2007, he took over the Spanish national team and famously led them to the 2007 European Championship. He then moved on to coach the Polish national team and in 2011 led the team to their first ever medal in the World League. He's also coached teams to national championships in Italy and Poland and is presently the head coach of the Italian club Perugia. Andrea is a coach with a global perspective and as you'll hear in this interview, speaks multiple languages that allows him to communicate with his very international teams and players. What I found most interesting and unique in this interview was the process Andrea goes through when he joins a new team in a new country. I think anyone who is moving into a new culture, in either a team or a new company, will find this interesting and helpful. I also enjoyed the way Andrea talks about using body language to communicate across cultures, and again, I think this is applicable for anyone who is communicating across age or demographic groups. Andrea was both a champion player and coach, and this combined with his empathetic style made for a terrific interview. Here at The Great Coaches Podcast, we're working to create one of the world's best leadership libraries from the lessons our interview guests share with us. You can help support our project, get exclusive content and early access to The Great Coaches collection by joining our Patreon community. All the details on how you can be a part of this journey are in the show notes. And now, please enjoy our interview with Andrea Anastasi. You're listening to The Great Coaches Podcast. Andre Anastasi. Good morning and welcome to the Great Coaches Podcast. Thank you very much and good morning to everyone. Very excited to talk a little bit about volleyball with you today but perhaps before we start something simple. Can you tell us where you are in the world and what you've been up to so far?
2: I am in Perugia. Is my new club you know, in Italy, after 11, 12 years in Poland, like a coach of the national team and some club, uh, I received this proposition from one of the best club in the world, for sure. And in this moment, yes, I am in the new apartment. It's still not ready totally, but it's okay. I will prepare soon everything for to leave all the season here. But okay, Perugia is in this moment in Italy.
1: Well... Thank you for stopping unpacking those boxes and spending a little bit of time with us today. I might start by asking you about some of the best volleyball coaches in the world because you know them and have worked with them and have seen them up close. There's people like Marcelo Mendes, Daniel Castellani, Bernardo Rezende and Ronaldo Paccio. These big names in the world of volleyball. But I'd really like to ask you, Andre, what do you think the great coaches do differently that sets them apart?
2: my God. You, you, now you mentioned some of the best coaches in the world. And what is really interesting about all the coaches that you mentioned, because that everyone has his own school. There is, of course, the school of Argentinian coach, Marcelo Daniel. There is the Brazilian school that is totally different from Bernardo Rezende. Of course, but the United States school is another school really important. And from Doug Bill, at unfortunately, he's died some years ago, but was the mentor of all the coach in the world for one different system. After we can talk about a different system, you know, because we have after the Italian side, uh, the Italian coach that are really famous for the street rule on the tactics, or France coach that they are like Or Antilly, that is one of the best coach in the world and is connected with the techniques. It's really interesting because you can arrive in the same point with different road. In Italy, we say one sentence, and this really one metaphor of the life: every road to go to Rome because they make a lot of road, but from Rome, they don't say this via Cassia, it is the most important road in Roma. In Roma they are all go to Roma, not outside. I mean, if you achieve one goal, it's not necessary to have your view, but there is different viewpoint of view. And this is really, really interesting, because fortunately, I can say that I know every school, every important school in the world, every important coach, I don't want to say, for example, in Belgium, there is only Vital Einen, No, but Vital is signed, in my opinion, the last five, six years because he's really intelligent. The guy's an intelligent coach with his own vision about volleyball. It's really interesting.
1: So, Andre, you played for the Italian national team over 140 times, and you then went on to become a successful coach. But when you give advice now to players who want to be leaders one day, who want to coach. What do you tell them to spend time developing?
2: Okay, it's true. It's interesting because I represent my country before like a player and after like a coach. You know? For me, it's something specific because the national team, and in volleyball, we are a freak about the national team because we have a huge competition for the national team. We are maybe the only sport that have two different seasons from national team during the summer and league in every country during the winter. is typical, no? and it's strange. Every time I have to explain to the people of soccer, of basketball, tell no, no, during the summer is the time of the national team, and during the winter is the time of, of the league. For this reason, the season is totally different. But I think that to play with national teams is something specific, because you represent your country, you represent your heart. And for me, when I was a child, the dream wasn't to play in the top team, it was to play the national team. I can achieve this great result also with Giulio Velasco. Before, we don't mention that Giulio Velasco but in Italy, is something specific. No, I mean, it was my coach in the national team, he was my mentor. He invited me to start to be a coach. And yes, I can say that when I was a player, I want to be player of the national team. I want to stay national team. was my first goal. And when I was coach, the only dream was to become coach of the national team. Fortunately, I achieved the both situation. I came to represent every time I said that my T-shirt is Azzurra, because Azzurri is the color of the national team. And it's the same, I think, now with the coach of the national team in Italy, Ferdinando de Giorgi, that he was one member of the team of Giulio Velasco with me, that we start this project and we start to achieve amazing results.
1: You have a history, André, of taking over teams and then quickly improving them. There's two really notable examples. There's the 2007 Spanish team that wins the European Championship and the Polish 2011 team that wins its first medal in the World League. So what I wanted to ask you was, what has this taught you about the most important tasks for a leader when they take over a new team? This is an interesting question.
2: I think it's more connected by philosophy. The most important effort for one coach when you go outside is to try to understand the mentality of the country where you go. No, in Italy we are usually thinking that Spain is similar to Italy, but it's not like this properly, because in Spain there is a lot of different region, a lot of different languages. They are not so close like a country, like people can think. It's a different mentality. If I coach a player from the south, Andalusia is not like in the north, like Pais basque or Barcelona, that is Catalonia, and they talk differently. When I go in one place or in one new team, like I am now in Perú, my first effort is to study exactly what is the idea the mental idea of the country, what is the usual thing of the country, because it's really important that you are involved in the mentality of the country. You can't go there and say, oh, we make like this because Italy is perfect. No, it's not like this. I have to use, I have to be really plastic, I have to be really empathic with the other for to try to go inside the project. The second thing, in my opinion, and this is connected with my philosophy of coaching, is to be essential. You have to choose what is important. Now, there is the, okay, we say every time less is better. Now because less is better. Because you have to choose. You have to take a decision. You have to go inside. What is important for this team? What is important for the other team? I remember that in Spain, I give a lot of attention to the block and defense because the team of Spain was amazing in this defense system. And they was invest a lot of time in this because they was they love to play in defense, in my opinion. It's different with Poland. Poland is another country, another history. Poland is really big and they they fight all his life with Russia, Germany, Russia, Germany from the last 1,000 years. They are really one country totally different to the other in uh, Europe. Why? Because they are Catholics in the middle of nowhere. For example, they are really similar, like tradition, like Italy, that we are Catholic, we have the Pope in Rome, and the influence of the Pope is really big. But at the same time, also Poland are really Catholics, and they are in the middle of the East Europe where they are not Catholics. And this is, they have a war every time. Russia, Germany, Russia, Germany. You have to know what is the mentality, especially for me then when I arrived in 2011 in in Poland, in Poland start to growing a lot, but the mentality of the oldest person was a little bit strange because you know they have the oppression of the Russia for 40 years, 40 years, not one or two, 40 years. And this is another thing, because you can notice the different mentality from the oldest persons and the young. The young in Poland are amazing, open. They are all talking English. For this, I don't learn to talk in Polish, unfortunately. But what to say, you have to know the history. Of the country for to achieve some result immediately, and after that you have to choose what is important that important for sure the first thing that was really clear was that, that they like to be aggressive in service aggressive in spike and you have to keep focus about one thing that is important it depends about the team and it's always the same also now that they're in Perugia from three weeks one month Every day I'm talking, every day I meet person, every day I meet uh, my director, my assistant coach, my physical trainer, every day I meet the players for, to understand how I can help them. Because in the end, you know, the coach, we are here for helping the people. And if you make a good job, you can continue the job. If you make a bad job, you go at home. It's alive.
1: life. <laughs> Let me ask a follow-up question. You adjust your style based on the history of the country and the way that changes their behaviour. But what about when it comes to giving people feedback? How does that have to change based on the demographic of the
2: country? It's like this, no? You receive every day feedback about your work, your job, about the relation that you have with the other. About This is really important. What you receive back, you have to note. Every time I said one important thing is one small notes where you take information every day. Every day when I finish, maybe I make one note, maybe two, maybe three. Do you understand what you want to say? It's a simple thing. But I receive one information. I receive one talking. I'm not the person that is closing. I have my system also in volleyball side, of course. I have my system. But for example, I make my example to you. Yesterday, we were talking with my staff about one system for defense, the high ball on the other side of the court, and, and my assistant coach gave me one interesting feedback about the last season. No? And it was like this. And then not the say, no, it's bullshit. No, I said, it's fucking interesting. We have to make like this. And in the ending of the practice, with my notes, we say, okay, we change our system with this way. R and B, and R is my system, B is your system, but with two different kinds of difference. Understand what I want to say? I'm really open. It's not that I'm close. I receive every information and I try to use this information. It's not that I think, oh, I am so intelligent that... I am the only person that have the reason. No, I stopped. Maybe when I was younger, coach, I was a bit more close. It's normal, you know. But now I like, I love to listen to the other because the other, they give me a lot of idea, a lot of motivation for to go in front.
1: There's a lot of leaders that would be listening, thinking, you've only just moved back to Perugia. You haven't unpacked your flat yet you've already built the connection with your staff where they'll give you feedback. This is not an easy thing to do. How did you quickly create an environment where people can be open and honest with you?
2: I have different strategy in this because for me, it's my goal at this point, it's the moment. This moment like you can understand, we don't have all the team because all my players are in the national team. We have only seven players and we have time to know them. I meet all the players also for to teach, talk with them. How is your family? What is the situation? With, how is your apartment? You feel good here? What is the relation with the other guys? What is the relation with the club? You understand? Question. But I make mean the same with my staff. We organized the last week also one drafting session. Uh, the, the players and the staff it was amazing. Was really tough for me because I'm, I'm not young like them, but was amazing because it's an opportunity for create the team spirit, of course. But I spent time to talk. Uh, I go to play tennis with them or pad. Now, literally we, we play a lot of paddle, this new sport that in Europe now is really famous. And they go with the staff, with my assistant, with my physio, to play paddle in the evening after the practice, for two, after we drink one beer and we talk, and we have, dinner. connection. We joke. I really invest time in this direction. I really invest time. One dinner, one lunch. Sometimes, you know, between the two practice, I go to lunch to eat one salad with some member of the staff, or maybe one, maybe two. And it's the time. It's really important work for me. I believe that uh, the goal of the coach is to try to be empathic with the other. The other have to be open, and uh, this is my every time is my first part of the job. But I am like this, like a person. I'm not close person. I try to be open. and try to understand what uh, I can do better. For sure, like I told to you, is the philosophy to be. Empathic, but in the same time, essential. I don't want to lose time. Every time I choose what is important with these guys, what is important with my assistant, I have two assistants, I have the statistic, I have the physio training, I have the director, sport director, I have the general director, and I like talk with them day by day. This is the most important part of my work, especially in this moment. Andre, you said
1: great summary. Your philosophy is empathetic but essential. And you talked there about your values of empathy, openness, and learning. Are there any other values or behaviors that are really important to your coaching style?
2: Yes. Okay. This part of my philosophy is clear. I don't want to repeat because I just told you. I think that there is one second thing that is connected with to be essential. When you are essential, you have to understand what is important for you for your Team for your relation with the person, with the players, with the club, and so on. And you need a, a big leadership also. And it's not that someone gives you the leadership oh, you are the coach, you are the king, you are so intelligent that you can be a leader. No, it's not like this, you know, exactly. No, when we go inside to the work, it's only after a few times that the people recognize you, your leadership. You have to show your leadership with listening for sure. With talking, with good talking, because also when you talk with the player, when you talk with the team, you have to be like this. Sometimes the guys are surprised because I make meeting with the guys really short. I go inside. I make before to start the season one questionnaire for the guys because I want to know something more from them. But when I make the question, I say guys, the reply has to be simple, not long. I don't want that someone started. No, you have to do. If I ask you, what do you want to improve? You have to tell me, okay, I want to improve in my behavior. I want to improve physical way. I want to improve in spike. You understand? Simple. Because if you are not simple, after you make confusion, you start to lose the attention. And this is how to be a leader. And you have to go into the idea of the leadership like you want to be like a coach. I want to be essential. I want to be listening. I want to be empathic. Yes, perfect. But it's concerning because of the leadership. The people have to know it. When I talk, they have to shut up sometime. Most of the, the, my time is listening. I learned in my career that all the people, all the person want to someone that listen to you. It's normal how many times our family have a problem, our son have a problem, our friend have a problem. They want to talk. And you have to listen. When you have to listen, you have to be patient. You have to give the time to the other to talk with you. And this is, for me, one of the goals. But the leadership that is concerning also your podcast, for sure, is really interesting things because it's also the how to use your body, how to use your hands, how to use your voice, the tonus of your voice. If you want to have attention, you can talk like this. Hey, guys, no, it's not like this. And sometimes, especially when you talk with all the team, you have to talk strong. Maybe, sorry, some not nice words. But the bad word sometimes is, hey, what's going on? The coach will say something. Yes, I want not say something. I want that you make it like this. You understand? Is uh, mm, uh, sometime I said that when you are a coach, you learn to be an actor. You have to be an actor, also on the bench during the match. A lot of people say, Oh, you are acting sometime. Eh, sometime I act, sometimes no, sometime I am in this really Italian and I move my body, and move my hands. Uh, and But the people know sometimes maybe I'm not so nice because I'm close to the guys and they talk with the guys and they know they feel the coach and they know that I'm not happy anymore, for example. It's really important how you behave. You have to learn not only to be a leader, but to behave like a leader.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
1: doing research for you, and I found an article in an Iranian newspaper. It was a really fascinating interview with you. And you said something that caught my eye in that interview. You said, winning depends on a lot of things. It depends on your activity inside the court. But I wanted to flip that around and ask you if you could give us an example of something you did off the court that improved the cooperation of the team on the court.
2: One thing that I learned in my career that when you win, you have to have one close team. You have to create one close team. You said to me before that you was making an interview to McCutcheon, one of the best coaches in the world, 100%. And I remember from McCutcheon the victory of the Olympic Games with the men in 2008 because I was with Italy. I remember. <laughs> they lost the quarter final or something like this. Quarter final, 3-1. Okay, it doesn't matter. But what's going on in this team? There was behind this team a great philosophy. And they tried to explain slow, shortly this philosophy. The philosophy was a big study. After 2004, the United States Federation was really unhappy <laughs> about the result of 2004 Olympic Games. And they make a meeting. There was Doug Bill, Carmé and the coach of the national team. And they say, what can we do? For to improve this kind of thing." And they, they said, okay. They go to the University of Statistics of Provo in UCLA. They go to the university, they give to the University of Statistics. They have no connection with VOD. They give them 100 match to, to watch and they said, okay, guys, this is statistics. You have to give me your opinion about what is really important for VOD. We told about 2005 in the beginning. The university take three four months of study everything because of course because you need a lot of time and after the ending of this long study they decide that in that moment serving a reception was the key point for to win something perfect what they make they work for year four years. without great result in 2006 because in 2006 they have a lot of problems in the world championship they don't have good result but they still working in one direction we have to create a team for 2008 with this field of service and reception. They put inside the team one player that nobody put inside it. It's Salmon, is one receiver, uh, smaller, nothing special, but amazing in reception. Of course, they coming back, Lloyd Ball for the Olympic Games, that is to us one of the best players in the world, setter in the world. They put one idea about the technical thing. The second thing, if you remember, I remember very well, unfortunately, that during the Olympic Games, the coach, McCutcheon lose his father-in-law, I think, father-in-law, with one crash, big, big problem. And I remember exactly that McCachum go in United States for the funeral during the Olympic Games and he coming back. During this period, he wasn't on the bench for two or three matches, something like this, coming back for the semifinal, for sure, because he was with me and, they you know, because they. I lost, But this thing was like closing the human side of the guys. No? They was closing with this coach, they was closing between them, and they was they have something more. What I learned from these things is that if you want to achieve results, you need a great team also awesome in connection, and you can create connection. It's not that I can make every time great connection. It's not like this. For to be sometimes for to be a good team, you have to be lucky that you find person with the character, attitude that they can work together. Sometimes you have team that you can't work together because they are not friends, they are not, they don't love to play together. And when you don't have this kind of connection, the result doesn't arrive. I can tell you also the last season with Barsha. I have three seasons with Barsha. The last season was dramatic. The team doesn't exist. They don't have good relation. They don't like to play together. And when start the problem in 2022 with the COVID, with the problem with the injury, is something that is not for me, and it's impossible. This is for to tell you that it's not every time possible to create a winning team. In the career of the coach, you have to know when you have a good team, you have to go inside. Now I am, for example, worried about Perugia. How I can create a good team? Can I create a good team? Okay, I'm talking, talking, talking. We will see. Because uh, if we don't have one team with great connection, in the ending it can be difficult to achieve great results. This is for sure. Of course, I will try to do my best. I, of course, I hope that in the ending this is one team that can work together.
1: Andre, you've written two books. Unfortunately, they're not translated into English, so I couldn't read them. But the second one is called training license well that's the translation anyway and it talks about the work of the coach if i was to ask you to go back in time and give yourself advice about coaching when you were just starting out knowing what you know now after writing these two books after coaching all around the world what would you tell yourself (laughs) it's not
2: so easy to explain everything this is one thing that was really nice because when I was uh, writing this book with my friend, because, of course, uh, I write with Kamil. Kamil is my uh, Polish friend, really, one journalist, really great that uh, we was working a lot together for making this book. Of course, I tried to give the experience that I had because also in this book there is the name of a lot of coach that uh, they sign, in my opinion, the history of volleyball, but doesn't matter. What is important is some time to give back your knowledge to the other. For example, I love to read books. I love to take information about the other, especially in this moment, not for me, when I talk with the guys, with my staff, I say, why you don't read this book? Why you don't read the other book? And they give the notes. No, with the phone, I send the pick. I have also here some book, that I, I like to have. Of course, most of them I just study. Is there is notes and so on. But, you know, I hope that also this book, that is a little bit more commercial. I have to be honest with you, why it's more commercial? Because it's not all connected with the work of the coach, but it's connected with all my career. And there is some part that is connected with the career, the difficult moment, because it's really interesting. Because when we talk about the career of every sportsman, we don't like to talk about the difficult moment. But in this book, we talk about the difficult moment. Specifically, there is some critical moment of the career of every coach that are the key point. If you want to become something, you have to have difficult moment. And I have, like a coach, a lot of difficult moments. Not a lot, but I can say, yes, three, maybe... Three time, real strong moment. That was the time for it to go up or go down. You can disappear and nothing, and nobody remember about you, or you can grow it. When you have a difficult moment, is the time to evaluate your attitude, how you are good. Because it's not when you win. Eh, when you win is easy. And sometimes I say, okay, you win. You finish the tournament, you are with the head in the tournament, the head in the league. How oh, you win, how huh? you have the gold medal. You say, Oh, great, what's going on? I don't know. After you have to realize what's going on because you are so involved that when you have a difficult moment, it's totally different because it's you notice. The noise of the difficult moment. And you are every time thinking, what can I do better? And in this book, there is also this. Because I like, because my friends said, no, I want to talk about this moment of your career and the other moment. Because the one difficult moment arrived in Italy in 2005. I was coaching Cuneo in the league. And honestly, the first season was really good. The second season, dramatic. Really bad. Bad, bad, bad. Like the last season in Barcelona. But different things. And was that... Topic what can I do? And I go to Spain. I accept this proposition. It was the best decision because I I changed my mind, I changed my philosophy, and I go. After another moment, difficult was in Italy in 2002, also after the World Championship, we, we don't achieve, we lost in quarter quarterfinal and was a dramatic situation for Italy and for me, and so on. After in Poland in 2013, we won, I won in 2011. 2012 was okay, the season. But in 2013, nothing. I not achieve nothing. The team was destroyed. Some, a huge problem between the players, and I lost the job. Another time, what can I do? I make reflection. I don't take any work during the winter, 2014, and I study. I study. I study and I restart. It's really important when you have a difficult moment. For example, the last season, I have another difficult moment, but it was different. Because I was prepared about this moment. Because I know that I don't have the team, the people, the guys. Between them, they fight. They are really not good. And they say, "Okay, you can do nothing. Only you need something different for your work." Because if I was staying there again, probably I don't have the motivation for to go away, going from. And I prefer to take a decision to come back to Italy because I received this proposition. This amazing proposition. For to restart
1: another part of my career. That's great. I love the example of having the courage to walk away. I think that's a, a very powerful idea and not reinvesting energy in something that potentially isn't giving you energy back. And I wanted to ask you, Andre. you're very empathetic. You're very self-aware. You talk about reading. You talk about thinking. You talk about resetting yourself. But you're also very good at managing your emotions as a leader. I've seen some footage of you. Yes, I know you are Italian. And like you said, you use your hands. And But you're very good at keeping it in a controlled manner. And it seems very deliberate when you use your emotions. And I'd like to ask you, when it comes to this
2: emotional aspect of leadership,
1: what advice do you have for younger coaches out there?
2: The advice is that you have to study. Now we live in one moment, amazing, in my opinion, for the young coach, because from your home, you can turn on your PC and you can have a lot of information, a lot of podcasts that you can listen. I learned English also for this because there is some podcasts like TED that you know for sure that are interesting. The younger coach have to know how to behave, have to know, have to listen what the other coach, the typical coach know. Because like I explained before, in my opinion, this is the key point. You have to be open if you think that you are the most intelligent person the coach you are done you are finished you have to try to improve yourself to be plastic to go inside the project i'm not the person that uh, now after a long year of uh, coaching what i can say to the younger coach uh, that they have to study to study to watch also when uh, Every time when I, I say with my staff and we watch the match, they say, watch the coach in the bench, how he behave, how is his style. Also now, every match that I watch, we have the camera that take the coach in the face. You can understand the emotion. You can understand when one coach is lost because sometimes you are lost also during the match. And you said, what can I do? There is a lot of moment during the match that you are not sure what are you doing. And there is a lot of moment during the match that you are sure. This is the typical situation that you have like a player. There is some match that you are perfect. You are in perfect condition. You are in the mental way, physical way, technical way. You feel good. You see what's going on. You see every time what you can do for your job and so on. And the same situation for the coach. You have day perfect. You have some day that you are no, your brain is perfect work real to the high level. You can notice the face of the player. I watch the player. Okay, this guy is not on good day. Watch the face. What's going on? What's going on? What can I do? I have to change him or not? Or I have to talk with him? Because there is some player that if you change them, they are offended. They don't come back. There is player that they need one break in the bench one bank, one break in the bench that you have to know your players of course but you understand that? but when you are in the good moment you notice everything and there is day that you are not in the good moment because it's normally because sometimes you are not in good day we have a problem at home we have a problem with ourselves i don't know it's the life we are not every time on 100% sometimes we are what is important is to try to prepare ourselves for the appointment that we have today, for example, we have one the first practice of the season with another team. We pick a practice because we don't have too many players and preparing. What can I say? What can I do? I have to give them three goals, not four, three goals. This is the three goal that they just prepare, of course. Do you understand? But maybe at all today, I'm not brilliant and I can't see everything, but it is the life. What they have to do. They have to work about themselves. One the last and that I don't want to bore you. One thing that I make in my career and this one of the best things I have a long 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 cooperation more than 10 year with one guy is a doctor psychologist Enzo Rivera that he was working in Psychology, but also like team building, motivation, and so on. We have a long, long cooperation. And I was working with him inside the team, inside the stuff. I make a lot of experiment. I was working with him to make some speech for the company. The company called us uh, asked for make speech about team building, team spirit, and so on, so on, so on. Was ten years amazing. After I go to Poland. Uh, we have to close this cooperation. We are friends, of course, and sometimes we talk and they say, what do you think about this and so on? But the idea is to be open and to study. If you want to know something, you have to study because if you don't have the knowledge about to be a leader, the knowledge about to be a coach is difficult. It is not only concern, about the techniques. This is not things.
1: Nice. thing. you've talked about openness, studying, learning, empathy. So many wonderful ideas to help people of in any walk of life, but if we zero, if we come back, if we zero in and focus on the people that you've interacted with through coaching, the staff, the administrators, the fans, the players, what's the legacy that you hope you've left for those people? Uh, like I told to you,
2: about the people around me, I try to take inside me all the information, all the emotion, all the knowledge. I like to listen to the other every time. Okay, about the fans in Italy, they are really close to the team, like Paul, and they always try to be nice with them, respectful with them, because they are really good also when in Poland they was waiting us at two in the night for when we coming back for the, for one match, and they was waiting us only for to give us one uh, clap, no every time I stop with, I give them my time, also if I was tired or peace because it's the life i give them my time because i give my respect this is one thing that I give to everyone yes a lot of respect of course i hope that is the same direction but yes respect is another thing that is important or the people have to feel it these things if my assistant coach come to me and say hey we changed the difference what do you think about changing the It's a good idea. I said, we change. And he was watching me. So easy to change something. Yes, because it was a good idea. You understand? And this is not one thing so important. The priority is that I feed the ego of my staff. When the physical trainer comes to me and he said, okay, Andrea, what do you think about You uh, say, my friend, you are the physical trainer. Decide, I'm with you, I work with you. And he said, oh, thank you. I feed the egos of my guys. I want that they are independent. I want that they take decision independently. I want they also during the practice, it's not that I shut up my staff, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. I only have to talk. No. I said with them, if you have to tell something, tell. Of course, I have one assistant coach, really good, that is younger, motivated. Also, it's interesting that these guys, he comes from the south of Italy, but the mother is from London. And he talk, uh, talk really in London accent. And sometimes we, were, we are talking in English, not between me and you, because the other guys maybe don't understand, maybe. Uh, but now I have a lot of Spanish also in, in the team. And uh, I, during the practice, I talk in Spanish. Uh, and sometimes I forget to talk in English, but yesterday was so funny because I, I started to talk in Spanish for explain something. Because I have one Cuban guy, two Cuban guys, three and one Argentinian, four. I was talking in Spanish, I continued talking Spanish and my liver was like this. You don't understand nothing. I say, I say, sorry guys. I started talking Italian and after I used the Spanish, English with the other one, is fine. But you understand? Yes, I see the ego of the guys. I try to make them uh, proud to work.
1: Andre, it's been fascinating chatting to you today. It's a real masterclass in being an international leader, your ability to work across cultures and... Get into the psychology and the demographics and the history of, of different countries is wonderful to listen to it. So it's a, it's a great example much. for any international leader or coaches listening. So thank you so much for your time today. It's my big pleasure. Uh, all the best for the season ahead.
2: Thank you. We did it. We did We did it.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Jim here.
0: You've been listening to the great coach, Andrea Anastasi. Andrea was a great guest, empathetic and very personable. And the key highlights for me his philosophy, which he describes as empathetic and how he uses this to improve himself and the team, his openness to listen deeply and to use the information he is hearing in both his coaching style and his team's tactics, his advice to young coaches to study and learn from as many sources as possible and wanting to leave a legacy where people value respect and are proud of their work. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And just before we go, if you have any feedback, then please let us know. Just like Anonymous, who said, Thanks for the podcast series. I'm an avid listener and love your summary episodes towards the end of the year. It's amazing how the lessons in coaching and leadership withstand the test of time. Human behavior doesn't really change, but the vocabulary does. Well, thanks, Anonymous. It's the interaction with people from around the world who listen give us great energy. And so if you have any feedback or comments, please let us know. And if you would like to help us create one of the world's best leadership libraries from the lessons our interview guests share with us, then please join our Patreon community or you can support us over at buymeacoffee.com. All the details on how you can be a part of this journey are in the show notes.